0: We've got to make sure that we're not just building our marriage on good ideas, but it's being built on God. And this is the way that you do it. And when the shaking comes, and it's going to come, when the shaking comes, God will never shake this because this is Him. Hi, I'm Jimmy Evans, co-host of the Marriage Today podcast. Today we have a great teaching for you that I pray grows your marriage and blesses you as you seek to center your marriage on Christ. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to be notified of every new show. God bless you. Before COVID hit, a lot of people could avoid each other. And they were, right? We were busy. We were busy raising kids. We were busy working. We were busy. And then COVID hit, and all of a sudden, we're just living right on top of each other and having to look at each other and having to be around each other. And the things that you could not avoid before COVID were now in your face. And by the way, uh, the frontline workers, th- it's the opposite for them. A lot of them had, had worked harder than they've ever worked before. And these people are heroes in our society for all the frontline workers. <laughs> but our children were sent home. I think in some ways that was a blessing. I know it's been hard on a lot of parents, but I think some families has actually brought together. But what I'm saying is our society is shaking and it's changing the way we're relating to each other. But it's not changing the laws of God. When you build your marriage on the the Word of God, you can go through anything. And I'll read a scripture here in just a minute to prove that. When you build your marriage on the Word of God, you can go through absolutely anything. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, this is Jesus. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said to him, If you're the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. And he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. According to Jesus, the word of God is more important than eating. And I'm just saying to us, I'm just saying to us as as a society and as believers, we have to grab onto this like we've never done it before. We've got to make sure that we're not just building our marriage on good ideas, but it's being built on God. And this is the way that you do it. And when the shaking comes, and it's going to come, when the shaking comes, God will never shake this because this is him. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And nothing was made that was not made through Him. This is God. God will never shake Himself. Everything else can be shaken, but not God. Here's the second foundation that's unshakable, and it's the foundation of God's love. Building your life upon God's Word and upon God's love. This is 1 John 2. This is John, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, that's an interesting statement. If you love the world, you don't love the Father. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world is passing away. And the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. And then Jesus in Matthew 6 goes into a long uh, discourse about how much God the Father loves us and how he will take care of us if we will will trust him. Well, uh, I had a bad father growing up. Um... I led him to the Lord when he was about 65 years old. He was the sweetest man in the world from then until the time he passed away. But the man that raised me never touched me. From the time I was three years old to the time I was 38 years old, he never physically touched me. Uh, when I was three years old and he touched me, he was mad at me. He never talked. He didn't, wouldn't talk to me. My dad just, he worked all day, came home, sat in a chair till he went to bed, wouldn't talk. He'd say, Daddy, what's two plus two? He'd say, I don't know. Uh, never came to a ball game. I played football, basketball, uh, baseball. My father never came to one sporting event that I ever had. and I invited him to every one of them, and he was just a bad father. No supervision. He worked, and you know he put food on the table and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he wasn't a bad man. He was just a, he was just a terrible father. So when I when I read that word father in the Bible, it just I went it was just a blank for me. In fact, I didn't like it when Jesus said, you're heavenly father, and I'm just saying, well, if anything like my earthly father, then, you know, I don't think I want to invest a lot of time in that. And so Karen was more spiritual than me. She had a better relationship with God than me. And we went to church one Sunday, and the preacher was preaching on giving. In fact, he was preaching on tithing. Now, I grew up poor. Uh, I didn't grow up in poverty, but I grew up down the street from it. And Karen's family was rich compared to mine. I thought they were rich. They really weren't rich. I would never have married her if I'd known that. Uh, I'm I'm joking again, but compared to my family, they were rich, but my family, we were poor and I wanted money. I mean, money was very important to me. And so Karen and I got married. My income was $600 a month. That was my total income. Uh, We lived in government housing uh, that you had to be broke to qualify for. And we qualified in like 30 minutes and our house payment was $109 a month. It was based on your income. So I made $600 a month. So we go to church and the preacher's preaching on giving. And uh, uh, it made me sick. I mean, I just, I just wanted to throw up. I mean, it was just, I I didn't have a concept of where churches came from. I didn't know that crazy people gave to them. And he kept saying, he he was talking about tithing, giving 10% of your income. And it's like, dude, you think you're going to get 60 bucks out of me? I mean, every time I got paid, we were overdrawn the bank. I mean, the only way we made it was float. That's the only way we survived is just checks floating around before we got paid again. And he's saying, you, I mean, I'm just, uh, it was just like surreal. And we left the church that day and I thought, I'll never go back to that stinking church. That guy just, that's terrible. And we go home and I'm just, I'm just incensed. And so it's like Sunday afternoon, I'm watching football or something. Karen walks in the living room and she said, I really liked that pastor's message today. the one on giving and she said yeah i liked it and i feel like the lord's telling me to give 40 dollars to the church i mean i just wanted to throw up i wanted you know my head start spinning around or something i mean i just said well can we don't we don't have 40 dollars." and she said in a real sweet little way you know kind of an evil little way she said well i just feel like the lord told me that is it okay And I, I thought I had two choices. If I say no, I get struck dead. If I say yes, we go broke. So I'm going to live and go broke. I said, "Well, that's fine. If you want to, go ahead, Fine." And she she gave it. I just couldn't believe it. I just absolutely couldn't believe she gave forty dollars to the church. So she gives forty dollars to the church. I didn't get. We didn't get a check in the mail. I didn't get a raise or anything like that. Um, nothing. I mean, I was looking for something, folks. And so. But the next time we got paid, we had money in the bank. and Now, that had never happened before. And, she, and, then, and then she comes back and said, I'd like to give another $40. And I said, Karen, we survived that first stunt you pulled. Now, <laughs> don't do it again. Don't do it again. Karen, please, you have to stop doing this. Yeah, I, I just think that the Lord's blessed us the last couple of weeks. I just think we ought to give. it. I said, Karen, please, please, please. So she gave again. She gave again. I didn't give. She gave again. Well, the same thing happened the next time that we, we had money in the bank when we got paid. Some, something was different, but we weren't living any different. You know, we were living in the same life, but something, something was changing. Now, I didn't know that, I didn't think God knew how it was. Now, when the Bible says God so loves the world, He gave His only begotten Son, um, I thought, well, I'm in the world, so God loves the world, so He loves me. But I didn't think He knew where we lived. (laughs) I didn't. It's a big world, you know. You just go to the airport and think, there are a lot of people around here, you know. I don't know how God can pay attention to all of us, you know. So I didn't, he, he doesn't know who I am, because I'm not important. So weeks go by, Karen keeps giving, and things start happening. Never never happened before. Good, Good things start happening, and we start having more money, and we're we're comfortable. We're not comfortable in the sense of having a lot of money, but we're, we're not in the squeeze that we were in before. And several months have gone by. Six months have gone by. And I wake up one morning, and I have this thought. He knows us. He knows us. He knows where we live. And he's taking care of us. And that was one of the most important days of my life. It was the first time I had a concept that I had a father in heaven. Listen to me. Don't love the world or the things in the world. If you love the world, the love of the father is not in you. If you don't have a relationship with God the father that he's caring for you, you will have a wrong relationship with money. And money is shaking. The financial systems of this world are shaking, violently shaking. Because of the love of money and materialism, this will never be shaken. And God the Father says, I will take care of you. Through thick and thin, I will take care of you. In famine and drought, I will take care of you. You don't need money. You need a father.